Hello, this is another audio post from your favourite blog, This Husband Matter. We hope you find this interesting, entertaining and educative. Enjoy! Thank you everyone for joining and thank you to everyone else who would watch this later on IGTV. It's my pleasure to to welcome everyone to this um our last episode for the year 2021, a very beautiful year, a very glorious year, a year that we thank the Lord that we're all alive to witness this day. So we're just grateful no matter what has happened in the year. We thank God for the gift of life. Like they say, where there is life, there is hope. So thank you for everyone for joining and for those that will watch it on later. We want to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in advance. So, um, so we're welcome to today's episode where we'll be talking about um, domestic abuse and the holiday season because the holiday season is upon us. Some people have started taking annual leave. Some people have started traveling around the world, you know, so we just want to see how domestic abuse also comes. Sadly, it's a happy time, but that's life. Life is a mixture of the good, the bad and the ugly. So while some people are celebrating the festive season, there's domestic abuse happening to people as well. And we don't want to neglect that. That is why we're doing this episode to just kind of help our listeners or someone you know that may be going through or how to better prepare themselves for the holiday season. So we're all welcome to this week's episode. Um, yeah, last week was a Q&A session with Grace. Grace was answering some questions and I would just say, um, I'll let her introduce herself and then we can kick off with our discussion for today. All right, Grace. I'm just smiling, hoping that this my new platform doesn't fall. <laughs> By the way, I love your Christmas heart. You. Are you an elf or something? <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Grace, called Brasilis, and it's a pleasure again. For those who don't know me, I how do I do? This is what I do as in Kada Matters, and um, I also write for a blog called This Husband Matter. It's a blog where we talk about healthy relationships and we talk about it using our stories. So if you've not subscribed to This Husband Matter, make sure you do before the end of today. Thank you. All righty, righty. Thank you for that very brief intro. She's a lot more than that, but she decided to do that. So I don't want to sell her market for her. I gave her the chance, but she kept it. So I'll just leave it at that. So all welcome to Kada Church. Kada means Church Against Domestic Abuse. We are a faith-based organization that tries to help people, not just Christians, people from all walks of life, just helping them to have healthy relationships points i'm posting them to where they can get help either in the church or outside in the general um in the wider world so you're all welcome to today's episode so it's christmas everyone is excited about christmas a lot i don't know what christmas means to you christmas for some people means presents for some it means seeing family and friends for some it's about eating all the food you've never eaten in the year just eating it in one day and if you're from west africa particularly nigeria is a time for the sweetest and the nicest jollof rice and chicken so it's an exciting time so I'm just wondering, someone might be thinking, so why are they talking about domestic abuse and Christmas? Christmas is a time to be merry and jolly. So why are we concerned about this um, this period? 
Well, I know it's a, it's a lovely season. Uh, we're all concerned. A lot of people will be at home and a lot of people will be spending more time together, more than they usually do. And it's almost just like the COVID time, especially in the very first, first lockdown where everybody was locked up together. Why that was a nice thing for some families, for some other families, especially the ones that abused this place, it wasn't a nice thing. So it's because lots of people are going to be at home, they're going to spend more time together. You know, the opportunity for abuse to occur would be there. Thank you, Pastor Prosper, for joining. The opportunity for abuse to happen would be there. And I would say that most breakups actually happen in January after the holiday season. As I said, yeah. that has shown that most breakups happen in January after the holiday season. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have rented a, Christ a Christian girlfriend or rented a Christian boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> I hope you saw that. Whatever. And then also, we're actually concerned about um, um, some people who, for the first time, they are going to be spending Christmas alone. So people are going to be alone this Christmas for the first time uh, because they have decided to make decisions, you know, and they decided to turn things around. So, yes, that's why we're concerned. All right. In interesting, interesting. So um, we you, you mentioned that um, we're concerned about for some people who would be alone and then you and some that would be with their abusers, so to say, which you liken to when we were at the beginning of the first lockdown, the global lockdown in 2020, where there was a high reportage of um, incidences of abuse, both to men, towards men and towards women and children. So um, I, I, I want to look, I want us to like take a look at this group of people, those people that either have been separated or are together with abusive partners. Why are we really concerned about this group of people? Well, I think, you know, for some who this is going to be the first Christmas, they are spending alone and they, they are spending alone because they decided, you know, to make, they, they're taking some choices. They decided that they can no more continue with the abuse. They decided to perhaps keep themselves and their children in a safe place. They decided that because of their emotional health, you know, they need to put things together. Perhaps they've been listening to us and they decided it's time to be safe. You know, for those people, you know, it, it could be a, a period of reflection. It, it might not just be the time. They don't really want to see families. Not that they don't want to see, but, you know, it, it's not like before. So they might just need some quiet. And then sometimes for some people during that time, they begin to regret their decisions, wonder, oh, why did I do this? Why did I leave? Maybe I should have just stayed and we'll be a happy family all together. And then you get the children saying, oh, is that not going to be here? And, you know, all that could be emotional turmoil for someone. And I think another thing is also during this time, you find some um, very, very... You know, domineering partners, especially ex-partners. I, I remember I used to have a friend who Christmas time, when it came to the holiday season, it was always very stressful because, you know, the court had already given, the court had said, oh, this, the, the child is going to spend Christmas with the mother, the, the father should pick the child on um, Christmas Day at 4 p.m. and return uh, on Boxing Day, and then um, the child spends New Year with the father. And you find out some people, they just take that as an opportunity to control. They pick up the child and they don't return the child, and then one parent does not get to spend time at all with the child during Christmas. You know, and, and you know, they could just make it, you know, just make it really a time of turmoil and, and abuse. And I'll just say to whoever it is that, like I used to say to my friend, listen, whatever happens, this child is with the other parents. Hopefully, he's not going to, he or she is not going to kill the child. 
So just learn to relax and enjoy it. If your ex-partner decides to use this time to be a time of vengeance, collect the child on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve and don't return on Christmas Day, or he's not going to be able to open the presents, don't let any of those disturb. Remember what we tell brides on the wedding day, even if the cake falls, laugh. <laughs> we hope the cake doesn't fall, to be honest. We really hope so. But let, let, let's not say, well, that's what I would say, because I know quite a number of people are in this position. No matter what happens, just keep your joy in this season. So if your ex-partner decides to keep the children, don't bring them back to open their presents on Christmas Day, just relax. Relax, they're okay. safe. Yeah, just relax. Don't, don't, don't hype up relax. The, the, the whole Because um, At the end of the day, remember that's what the abuser wants to do, power and control. Take control yeah. of your happiness and your joy and, and, and they will be right there looking at the phone, waiting to get a text message from you, you know, threatening and saying, well, are you not bringing the children? Don't fall into all these tactics. This is what they usually do. It's a common thing among most abusers, especially uh, ex-partners during this season. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, my mind goes to a situation somewhere in the world where a father has um, deprived the mother access to her four children and she's been crying and, you know, just pleading and everyone's been pleading. Even though the courts have said, let this person give the mother access, the father, because he's quite prominent, he, he, he has friends in the corridors of power, keeps breaking the court's um, mm -hmm. a verdict and, you know, the lady is just going through a lot. But I think one key thing you said was, we should try, don't let it steal your joy. And always remember that the abuser is just trying to ex exert dominance and control over mm -hmm. you. It might sound difficult, and that's why we say in Kada, because we're faith-based, that we God, all things are possible. Just ask God for strength, you know, to keep your joy. We, we understand that it may be difficult. So don't take it that way. Say, oh, just keep your joy no matter, regardless. Mm -hmm. We understand that it's difficult, but then we say, step further, ask God for help to help you have your joy. Okay, so we talked about those now with exes and all their dramas. What about someone who is caught up? You're living with your abuser. It's, it's, it's Christmas season. Um, the kids are going to be home, no more school. Perhaps someone isn't working, is taking annually for the Christmas break. What will they do? What, what, what are we talking? What are we saying to such people that cut up in the same environment with their abusers? Well, I'll say first of all, it's, it's better to understand the situation. And part of the things to understand is the fact that why there's a tendency that this will happen and why is that so? Why not trying to exonerate the abuser? Remember that in this season, it is stressful, money has been spent, there's been shopping, there's been cooking, there might even be more cooking on Christmas Day that you may not really want to do, you know, and, and all of those things could just aggravate some volatile personalities, really. And then um, an abuser is likely at this time of the CC season to actually partake in um, drinking of alcohol. Remember, we, we say that alcohol and drugs should not be used as an excuse. But the thing is, alcohol, alcohol could actually uh, inhibit the tendencies, as in lower the tendencies for inhibition. Remember that when you are under the influence of alcohol, why do, we, why do, they, why do they say we should? People should not drink and drive because under the influences of alcohol, your reflexes might be reduced, and you know what you would normally jack at quickly, you wouldn't be able to do that. So you find out that the abuser um, 
because of the influence of alcohol, might actually be more likely to do some more things. This is not to say that alcohol is the uh, is a, is a factor because abuse is a choice. People who abuse do so because they have chosen to abuse. I remember also that there's just a simple opportunity that because you are all in the house, you know, abuse is likely to happen. So, so what I would say really is that um, people should be aware that it's going to happen and, and try to Try, remember we talked about the circle of abuse, try to de-escalate things. So try to make sure that when things, your detention is building up, you are not in the wrong room, you are not in the room, you are not in the kitchen where knives could be flying, you know, because it has happened. Mm. Once someone yeah. has finished killing somebody else, brought out the kitchen knife and stabbed it, then they now realize, oh, I didn't mean to, so please, when such a heated argument is going on, please move away from the kitchen move away from places where, where you know, something can suddenly be taken and, and used to, to hit you. That, that's what I would say. Okay. I, I think you've kind of like answered what I wanted to say, but it's good you said I was, my next question was what are the practical things someone could do, but you've gone ahead to say uh, try, you know, keep safe, just avoid those things. Because when you're living with an abuser, like we've always said, you know that what the triggers most of the time you know when an episode is is um is likely going to happen but further what else can one do apart from just the points you've mentioned about okay keeping away just avoid some areas that could lead to all that volatility what else can one do well i'll also say try to watch out for things that will cause stress and um, reduce it for some people the abuse happens when all the family members from one side have come. Do you understand? Mm. And sometimes some people have, have lived in so much, a so much destructive family pattern that when abuse is going on, they see it more as fun. And if all of that is going to stress you, I, I think it's a time to also set boundaries. Sometimes we, we put ourselves under stress because we want to keep up some certain traditions. There's nothing wrong in saying, oh, please, this Christmas, everybody, can you just stay in your house? We just want to have a chilled out Christmas. We don't have to, we don't want to be standing throughout the day. Why are you laughing? We don't have to be standing throughout the day cooking and cooking and cooking because sometimes. I, I, I just. I just checked if you had changed race, you know, if you had changed your race, that you would tell, come on, tell if you're the race that I am and I'm the race like <laughs> you. This Christmas, please, everybody stay your house. Okay, well, <laughs> see, there are many ways you can do this thing. Because I remember one time my friend was like, oh, that she's just, she's just thinking about it, thinking about it. And there was one Christmas, what she was just thinking about was how she was going to be cooking. And the plan had been, okay, this Christmas will be you people's house, you cook, next Christmas will be your house. And then suddenly, you know, rather than being in a house, rather than her just coming to eat, it now turned to, okay, so please, can you come with a cooler of this? And you know. funny thing is that, the thing is that, I think I was listening to someone this week talking about boundaries and said, listen, you need to get to the point where if someone extends an invitation, you actually say, okay, I'll get back to you on this. Let me check. You know, rather than saying no, you know, there are many ways to go about this. You don't go to somebody money can't totally say, Oh, my husband, I need to speak to him. We always make money decisions together. You know you want to say no, or you want to bring the right front and all that. You know, for the thing you're a terrible person, but it's true. Yeah, these are <laughs> so it's a different ways to go about it. So you, you don't really have to say, Oh no, I'm not coming for the Christmas party. That's oh, can I just check with this and then you come up. So you're not under that pressure. You know, you're not under that pressure. Because sometimes all of that pressure too could tell of you. And sometimes 
you find out that some abusers just they just delight in when all the families around begin to speak down on you and down on you and you see abuse occurring that, that's their opportunity for the people that you, you crave their attention and so, so what well, i'm just simply saying is don't be afraid to set boundaries if you know this is not going to work for you it's not working for me remember that the first love is, is self-love so take care of yourself that's all oh, right that's not making that's not stopping you from inviting me though. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, thank you. you know i had to just do a double take but it's good i think the key word was i wanted to come out was that about setting boundaries you know we don't want people to say oh i took advice for, from the church against domestic abuse and i got abused they told me to tell my in-laws not to come for christmas that's so. not what that's not what we're saying we're just saying learn to set boundaries you know and be diplomatic about it. You know your, you know the people you're dealing with, so you should know how to go about it. All right, thank you. So I'm looking at the time. We have just a few more minutes on it, so we'll just speak through um, my last kind of couple of questions. So um, as we're signing off for the year and all that, signing off for the year, if you were to leave someone with a word to say, I send you forth, to go have a Merry Christmas. I know you're a victim or I know you're a perpetrator. So when you talk to two sets of people, a victim, I know you, when you always say to the perpetrator, stop it. But I want you to also talk to, to the victim and the perpetrator that, look, we're going forward for Christmas or the holiday season. What can you do? What will be your final words towards them? I would say to any victim or any person that might likely go through abuse or, you know, in that situation, be safe. Just be safe. Make sure you're safe. No matter whatever happens, make sure you're safe. Be safe. Be safe. Educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Be safe and be informed. Be informed. Oh, be, like you, we, we always say in all our episodes, have people you can confide in depending on the level of escalation, is it something that can be handled locally within your circle? Is it something you have family that you can run to or, or the church or police or social services, depending on where you are, you know? So just, I think it goes back to that being that safe and have all that key information about resources available so you don't allow yourself to be helpless. There's help available. So I All right. One thing, because I'm, I'm hearing that, so let me just say it. The relationship failure does not mean you have failed. So I, I want whoever that is for to know that if the relationship, the relationship has failed does not mean you have failed. And it doesn't mean that God sees you as a failure. You've done all you can. You've done everything you can. And a relationship failure does not mean that you have failed. So that's that's a beautiful one. Yeah, you're more than you're more than the relationship. Yeah, thank you. All righty. So this is our last episode for the year. We will be back here in. <laughs> we'll be back in the new year by God's um, grace and mercy. We'll be back. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this post, don't forget to share and also subscribe on our website so you don't miss out on any of our new posts. Here at This Husband Matter, we are passionate about healthy relationships.